Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. This is our AEW review. It's Thursday, you know what that means. Uh, my name is Ben Jackson, I'm joined by, as always, Aaron Statcliffe and Jay Luft. How are we doing, boys? All good. <laughs> I seem to have so many names for this podcast. <laughs> I had to like, pick one then, they were all like rattling through my head like a bingo, like a bingo machine, and I had to just get whichever one drunk. <laughs> you can see the panic as I started talking, couldn't you? <laughs> Right, um, well, AEW went messing around this week, and so neither shall we. They went straight into it, we're going straight into it. So the show opens, and we are bang into Cody Rhodes' Snoop Doggified music, and out he comes. Um, yeah, Cody makes his entrance. This is obviously the intergender superstar massive advertised match with Cody and Red Velvet versus Shaq and Jade Cargill. Uh, Cody walks out on stage, and uh, Arn Anderson's reading off his Waffle House menu. <laughs> He's, uh, he's got some tactics. Um, as Red Velvet's music starts to play, um, just a casual like camera just drifts away to look at a best weekly TV show 2019. <laughs> I mean, oh, is that where we left the banner? Did we put it right there, right in front of the camera? Oh, you know what? Uh... As if they were trying to shoehorn something into the show this week, wasn't it? <laughs> the thing is, where does that come from? What's the award from? It doesn't say on the plaque. It's, it's the Meltzer Award. It was the Wrestling Observer. Yeah, on, right. on it's the, the one that everyone got really pissed off about. The one that made all the internet people really angry. So Tony Khan's <laughs> kind of going full like, I'm going to wind up the internet wrestling community who are like <laughs> losing the shit over it now. You'd think fucking, um, I would say like the Wrestling Observer on this plaque, but no. No, it didn't say. It just said a. It just said a. Do it down my best uh, wrestling, best weekly show, twenty twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, so Cody comes out with a, with his entourage. I think Cutie Marshall's up with him, and on it's just them two, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. You have to. I, I love how you have to like make a note of who comes out with Cody and matches now because he's got like a, an <laughs> army of about twenty. To people. be fair, I didn't even notice notice um, Cutie came out until like. Later. Until he set up a spot later in the match. <laughs> well, what was weird was that QT was on one side of the ring. He was almost—it was almost like he was in Shaq's corner. Well, he was because he was telling them where to be. Um, yeah. <laughs> he was helping them through the match. Um, so yeah, so Cody comes out with his with his boys. Then Red Velvet comes out with some nice looking new ring gear. I must say, she looked uh, she looked ready for the ready for superstar. She looked like she looked the part. She was ready to go. Um, then. Shaq came out first. No, Jade came out first, didn't she? Yeah, Jade came out first. Jade came out first. That entrance and that music, Jesus Christ, that is because legit. Because, in Tony's, Shivani's words, look how long she is. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like she's been hewn from marble. Yeah, she looked like a star in this, to be fair. Yeah, there's a bit of a. So did, so did Red Velvet. I like, know she's. Uh, I know she's done a bit of storm cosplay in the past, but she had that look kind of look going on with the with the entrance and with the with the, with the hair and stuff, which was kind of cool. And then Shaq came out, and my God, he actually, he actually looked in pretty good shape. 
he looked in pretty good shape apart from his face because he looked a bit knackered, looked like he'd just go to bed. He's just gonna answer the door. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, so surprisingly this match starts with Shaq and Cody. Ah, uh, yeah, uh. Which I didn't think um, it's how I, I thought. I thought I thought, thought they built the shack, you know. I like they they teased a few times and nah, they they couldn't with how much they like kind of teased that Shaq was coming for Cody. They just they to... couldn't then have Shaq just wait on the apron. They just blew it all in the first thirty seconds. Um, Gotta go for some cupcake Cody, you know. Cupcake Cody, yeah. So they <laughs> um they do a little lockdown. Uh, Shaq just uses the power game, just sort of throws Cody around a bit. He does a little Dana Brooke style flexing. <laughs> um, he does. He does a little like running and a little dance, and Tony goes, "Look at the footwork by the big man." <laughs> I mean, as we all know, as football fans, Jay running quickly is like three times. Th- having good footwork is like twelve times more impressive when it's someone over six foot who's doing it. Yeah, because as soon, as soon as you get over six foot, your feet become so uncoordinated that you can barely walk. I mean, Peter Crouch is, is the example here, but you know, and Carly, yeah. Um, so Cody gets Shaq in the corner is chopping him Shaq no-sells it chops Cody um, just again just beats just kind of beats him around a bit whips him up a bit nice but he backdrops him and it's not the best backdrop we'll see tonight the height but, though yeah but it's the height he got was um, was fantastic I mean um, obviously because in kayfabe Tim Shaq's legit 9 foot tall I mean he looked um, nine, if you'd have told me if you'd have told me based on this appearance that he was 9 foot tall I'd probably believe you He's yeah. actually seven foot four, I believe. He is ridiculously tall. I mean, he, Shaq, was, he was crucially bigger than the Big Show when they squared up in um, in the Royal Rumble. Shaq yeah. and wrestling stats is nine foot three. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then Jay Cargill ta- tags in, and we get our first taste of Jade. Um, so yeah, again, it's a similar story. Jade's got the power advantage. She sort of throws velvet around a bit. Um, she gets in Cody's face. Then Cody gets in the ring to sort of respond, runs at Shaq and sort of knocks him off the apron. And then yeah. for, for some reason, Austin Gunn decides to just blast him in the back with a chair. Um, <laughs> oh Shaq, Shaq no-sells this, turns around and does an absolute murder on Austin Gunn. <laughs> he sort of pulls him half over the railing and then just clubs him in the back and like breaks him in half. The, <laughs> the, way, the way they kind of built Shaq here was like, it, it was as if they were like trying to build like a new monster hero. Like, oh my god! Like, and then a fucking beast. Other other gun, whose name I forget. Colton. Colton. That's a stupid name. Um, gets in and Shaq <laughs> just body slams him. Um, thankfully Austin's already moved out of the way. Otherwise, he'd be landing on top of him. Um, we then get a little bunch up outside. Uh, Red Velvet comes off the top of the moonsault. Nice little spot yeah, there. No one catches her though. I mean, sort of. They all they all do and they all don't at the same time. You know, they're all they're all they're all, they're all under her because no one like specifically puts their arms out. <laughs> yeah, back into the ring. Um, Jade puts on quite a nice looking figure four. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's better a, than Miz. Yeah, better than better than not that a, it's hard. Better than a, a, a former two time WWE champions. <laughs> um. Red Velvet reverses it. Um, Jay breaks it. She sort of like flexes again. You know, she's she's real proud of her. Obviously, you know, toy physique. Her long stature. Uh, her, her length. How tall is Jade? Uh, she's got to be six plus, hasn't she? Uh, she's she's, six, taller, than, six foot, she's taller than Cody, isn't she? Yeah, well, yeah, most people are taller than Cody, to be fair. 
Oh, he's a big fucker. Well, that's good. He's 6'1, 6'2. 6'2. He's taller than me. Fair enough. Uh, so then I can we, believe it when I met him. Like, you know. <laughs> then right. we, get, we get a little spot outside um, where Jade sets up a table and then Red Velvet sets up a table next to it. And then they both sort of move away <laughs> from the tables. And then Cutie Marshall comes around and double checks the tables. <laughs> so we're yeah. all, um, actually, from rewatching that, um, so Red Velvet had actually put the table slightly off. So yeah, it, it was it was like on top of like the other table, wasn't it? It was like slightly overlapping, which yeah. So QT Marshall just goes over and like totally drags it across. Oh, <laughs> we were like desperately man. trying to switch camera angles so you couldn't see QT moving the table. Yeah, back in the ring, um, Cody's tied back in. So back comes Shaq. Shaq poses again. They do like a, a sort of you know test of strength like hand lock yeah. spot, which obviously Shaq so- wins because he's Shaq. Well, he goes for it, but then he says, no, 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 and teases him. Oh, is that when he hits the big knee into like, his stomach? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then Shaq with a, a lovely little Brody Lee kiss. And uh, I popped like a motherfucker. Yeah, for that. I mean, who yeah. thought in the year of our Lord 2021, we'd see, if I told you this time last year, within 12 <laughs> months' time, we'll see Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal doing a tribute to Brody Lee in the middle of an AW ring. I mean, a year ago, you need to tell me you would die first. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring you down with that. I'd just give me the good news. <laughs> um, so yeah, Shaq hits the Brody Lee pose. Hits a sick looking power bomb. To be fair, yeah, uh, it was a good power bomb. Yeah, Cody, the dastardly heel, no sells it and comes up with the with the sort of floor punch. That bastard! What a bastard! And then he gets yeah. Andre the Giant Hogan moment where he does he does like almost shot for shot like the Hogan slam on Andre. Which I thought was quite a nice uh, little throwback. Yeah. yeah. It's it almost like yeah. the way he like picks him up and like scoops him. It, it looks like almost exactly the same. It was pretty cool. Um so then the women can tag back in. Oh, he goes for the pin, doesn't he? And Shaq just like Shaq does that big man thing where he just like sh- literally hoofs him off. That's a like, Sends him flying. Um yeah, so they get the, the ladies get back in. Um, they have a little bit of back and forth. Now, uh, this is where it gets weird because Shaq's awkwardly on the apron. Well, Shaq's um, moving around the apron quite a bit, so he walks yeah. to the middle of the apron, and then he walks back to his corner and he waits for a bit, and then a little bit later, when maybe Cutie Marshall tells him to, he walks back to the middle of the apron. <laughs> like he's awkwardly standing in the hard cam right in front of it for so long. Like he's waiting for a shop to open so he can go in and get some on sale. <laughs> I, I love him. Um, I loved with with this. Like you, you could see, like you could see, Shaq was nervous about something. You didn't know what, because I'd forgotten the tables were there. So I was like, okay, tables, was mate. So I was like, what the hell, Shaq so nervous about? Because he looked nervous, and you could see Bryce like talking to him. And then Cody comes over, and then I saw the tables. I was like, he, he's not gonna do that. No, <laughs> surely not. And. Uh, yeah. yeah, and he then Co- Cody just goes flying over. The t- so this, like, is a, this is a really cool spot. So Cody kind of goes flying over the top rope. He catches Shaq and like sort of a high cross body. Well, it's like yeah. any, anybody else, he'd have gone about two foot over the head because Shaq he hits him like in the middle of his chest. And like, yeah, Shaq falls, and now Shaq's a big fucker, and it, he goes down like a felled tree. Like I was going to say, he, he fell like a tree getting cut down. It was amazing. It takes him a good 
five seconds to hit the floor <laughs> as he goes backwards. Shaq goes backwards off the apron through the two tables. It was really cool. So as they fell, like Cody was almost like hugging like Shaq around around his like shoulders. And as they hit the ground, you could see Cody was like talking to him on the floor, like basically saying, Are you all right? Is everything fine? And then you go see Shaq like sort of tap Cody on the back, which is like the, the sort of I'm okay sort of sign. Uh, and then Shaq just sells as like a motherfucker. He's like yeah, like legit dead for the rest of this match. He just does not move. Just to get taken away. Um, Jade looks on like this is like the worst thing she's ever seen. Like all her all her dreams have turned to shit in front of her <laughs> at this point. Um, yeah. Hey, she, so she turns she turns around and we we get a nice Kevin Dunn moment. <laughs> I was gonna say like little tribute to Edge and Kevin Dunn there. As <laughs> Red Velvet hits, well, Red Velvet apparently hits a spear because someone shouted spear on, and I, I I saw no spear on on the YouTube channel. They've actually um they've actually fixed the footage and it was a very good spear. Be thy uh, so, name Dunn or Sullivan. Anyone called Kevin can't shoot a spear properly. Wait, wait. When she hits that spear, Excalibur goes. That is her mentor, Brandy Rhodes' attack. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so then um, she sets up, like, she's looking for, like, a Death Valley driver sort of thing, or, like, a, a sort of, some sort of slam, like a driver, some sort of driver. Mm. Uh, Jade it, this, of- was, this was why I asked how tall Jade was, because, like, when, she got, when Red Velvet had Jade on her shoulders... Jade's legs were legit almost the same like height as Red Velvet. Yeah. It's like when you're trying it to put the cover on, it's like you're trying to put the cover on the duvet and like nothing's not touching the floor. <laughs> trying to keep yeah. it all off the floor and it's just not having it. Um <laughs> so Jade sort of wriggles off, picks her up for um like a, a it's like a gory special. It's a glam slam basically. Picks her up like a gory special face buster, which is it looked really looked it looked so nice. Again, she got the height so that when she drops her it looks like really legit. Um and yeah. Um, Jade picks up the, the one, two, three with the, with her version of I don't know what they're going to call it. Her version of the glam slam. Um, they cut to Shaq, who is still dead on the, on the outside because Cody is still forever a giant slayer. I mean, he might not have won the match, but he slayed the beast. He slayed the giant. <laughs> um, and yeah, Jade flexes to celebrate, and then they. So this is funny. They um they put Shaq on an, on a gurney. And they take him to an ambulance, and he's still selling, being out completely cold, until they get him in the ambulance, and he has to move his legs because he's too tall to fit in the ambulance. <laughs> probably. So he just sort of very meekly just pulls his legs in so they can close the door when he's meant to be KO'd. We yeah. have a, we have a convenient camera cut back to the commentary, and then and his- Tony has you know bless him has legged it to the back <laughs> double quick time. This ambulance is in no rush at all to get away. <laughs> well, it's just it's just hanging around, and to- all of a sudden Tony's there, and he's going. He he has to open the door that have just closed to get a word to the paramedics to see what the condition of Shaq is. Opens the door, and Shaq is gone. There's no one in the ambulance. Shaq has utilised his world famous stealth skills to. Um, I mean, to- you, you say that. Shaq was legit a genie in a film. He was. I mean, I'd love it if that was canon in AW as well. I'd I'd love if Shaq came back, like he made like a return, like Undertaker making a return, um, back in the day at Revolution, dressed as Kazam. That's all I want now. <laughs> Aaron, if you don't know what Kazam is, it's a film from I believe it was 1994 when Shaq was like at his at his height of fame. You weren't alive then, mate. It's fine. You weren't alive I, then. I, I um, genuinely wasn't alive. <laughs> and um, 
Jack plays <laughs> Jack plays a genie called Kazam. Wow. And it, it's as bad as you think it is. Um, wow. But a, 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 a lot of people from like mine and Big Tasty's uh, age group were sort of tweeting and posting on Facebook a lot of memes of Shaq as Kazam after he disappeared. So I was he pissing after myself. After he legit disappeared. Um, yeah. Uh, that yeah. match was better than it had any right to be. Yeah. Either um, that or like they're going to announce that Shaq's like the guy who's signing the contract on... Um, <laughs> I think if they do that, Frank, people, people will kick the... Frank and Shaq. Frank and Shaq. But yeah. Um, Kenny Omega and Don Callis are just making him in that workshop cover. <laughs> comes out covered in barbed wire. <laughs> like the Yeti. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was great. That was a decent... That was, I mean, it was, it was some wrestling-ass wrestling, but it was... It was, uh, it was way better than I expected it to be. Um, I mean... Other than a couple of little bits, Jay Cargo and Red Velvet looked like they'd had like a hundred matches together and been wrestling for years. Yeah, I mean, it was. I, was, I, I don't. I don't. I don't, really I don't. Good. I don't um, expect it wasn't heavily practiced and rehearsed. But for what it was, it was twelve minutes of of solid attempt. It was. It was WWE, WCW nostalgia, but like the good kind. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So if you want some. Some normal programming to resume. Next up, we have um, Pack and Phoenix versus some jobbers, basically. Um, John Skyler yeah. and D3. John Skyler and D3. Uh, yeah. I don't think D3 even gets in the ring in this match. <laughs> no, because fired, the only time he did try to get in the ring, Phoenix ran across the top rope and volleyed his head off his body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, they basically just beat the shite out of them. Um, Pack hits a 450 on D3, and then Phoenix hits like a, a sort of mad, like, the Phoenix driver. Yeah, big knee to the face jobby on um, on John, John Scarlett. just eats everything in this doesn't he? He just gets everything. <laughs> he, he just gets both barrels. I, I mean, it's literally a 45 second match. I really hope Pack's. Oh, yeah, I know he's at Revolution. I hope he does something decent at Revolution. They haven't flown him all the way from Newcastle just for that. I think. I think um... Pack and Phoenix are in the Titans yeah, Battle Royale. After this yeah, match, they announced that they're going to be in the Battle Royale. And they've got to be like sort of one of the favourites based on how they've been booked. It's later. weird, though. Like, you'd think, based on the fact that you've got Pentagon in that ladder match, you'd think him and Pack would have swapped roles. Uh, I mean, if they're going, if they're going as a trio, it's going to solidify them as a trio. Yeah, I like, I like, I like this sort of ad hoc. Yeah, like, it's because it's not the pairing you'd expect from Death Triangle. You'd expect like, oh, Pack will be the the ladder match guy, and and the Lucha Brothers will be the, the tag team. But they've sort of taken it, it. makes them seem more legitimate. So they've said like, right, well, Penta's been injured, so we've had to tag together. So we'll keep tagging there because we've got the recent experience, and then you can come back and you can do the singles bit, and we'll just adapt based on yeah. who's doing what. And it makes them seem more like a cohesive unit instead of a singles yeah. guy in a tag team, which I think is quite nice. Mm. That's true. It's very true. Uh, speaking of ad hoc tag teams, <laughs> up next we've got uh, the Inner Circle press conference. Boys, they listen. There's no more MGF and Chris Jericho mashup. No. It's gone. It's just it's you, isn't it? It's just you. God. <laughs> yes. Someone with actual ears must have listened to the theme song and been like, oh, wait, hang on. That's terrible. But not like it's not even like, you know, go away, Heath. It's like, just no, we don't like this, Heath. Yeah. Like, it's just thanks a lot, son's crying, Heath. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dogs start whining and run to the other room. You know, it's one of them. Um. So, yeah, so we get it's very, this is very similar to the, um, 
the town hall thingy they did a couple of months back um, with Orange Cassidy. So it starts with, for some reason, they're on like they're on separate. They have like Dasher is on like a podium in the middle, like chairing, and you have like OC, um, OC, you have MJF and Jericho either side. Interestingly, weirdly, I don't know if this is a thing worth mentioning, but MJF is back. Is so behind MJF is proud and powerful, and behind Jericho is Wardlow. Oh. I don't know if that's significant. I don't know, it's just a thing I noticed. Um, Probably foreshadowing now in AEW. It might be something. No Hager, thankfully. Um, and obviously, you know, Sammy, he's uh, he's gone forever. They kicked him about right through. They kicked him so hard, he hit the frame of the forbidden door and bounced off. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly landed an impact. Um, so they um, they have a couple of guys asking questions. So the first guy asks, what the AEW tag titles mean to Chris Jericho? He says, all Did about, you- like, how did you manage to hear that? I watched. I watched another clip of it. Oh, right. okay. Because in, 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 in nothing says AEW like a house mic failure. Um, <laughs> we, we have one right here for us. Uh, the first question: you can't hear the guy talk at all, but Jericho obviously can in in the building, so he's able to answer it. Um, he said it's been over a year since he lost the AEW World Title, and it's time for him to win another belt. Uh, he said that he, you know he, he actually brings up that he's been tag team champions with some of the biggest stars in, in professional well. wrestling. Well, he mucks up it when he says it because he goes, well, you don't know with all my acolytes. He doesn't say acolytes, he says acolytes. He was never a member of the acolytes. <laughs> I don't recall that at all. I've been seven-time tag champ with Dwayne Johnson and AEW's own Paul White. Yep. It's like it's a good way to work around it, I suppose. And he says that um, mm. none of them are better partners than him, Jeff. He's the best partner he's ever had. <laughs> Uh, next up, we get a familiar face asking a question. It's uh, it's young Conrad Thompson from from Grill and Jr. Yes, specifically. Got to got to pop. <laughs> got to get that in. That's, <laughs> that's the famous one he does. <laughs> Not the one with Tony Schiavone or Arn Anderson or um, who's, who's that other one? Who's that other one? Who's that other one? Yeah, he, he does one with a WWE head of creative brother. Yes, um, but not at all him though. It's fine. No. Um, Known Blair, Bruce Pritchard. So Conrad Thompson asks about Sammy Guevara, and if if it's a bit of a weird question, say, when Sammy comes back, will you let him back into the inner circle? Which seems like you know a relevant question for the time. Well, MGS words specifically are, "Oh my God, turkey tits! You can't be serious." It's like, <laughs> yeah. mate, come on, <laughs> play the game, dude. Uh, next, we have a guy <laughs> from. Here. We have a guy from Barstool Sports up next, and he was asking um, why they attacked the uncle's dad. Said that you know, won't this just like you know give them more fire to like sort of come at you after you? Um, MJF said it was an act of self-defense, obviously relating to the heinous shove that um, Papa Buck threw on Chris Jericho before uh, before the beatdown. And uh, the worst part was that he got his backyard blood all over MJF's custom suit. And Santana yeah. grabs the mic and said, uh, "Yeah, they should have known better than to have brought their dad to the company that they own and operate." Uh, M- MGF basically states, um, "Like you seen what we did to Papa Buck? Just you wait till we get our hands on malnourished Matthew and not so slick. I wish my hair was way more thick, Nick. This Sunday at Revolution." <laughs> Top insult. Although with the way Chris Jericho's hairline's receding, I wouldn't be uh, throwing that around. No. Um, <laughs> Especially when Chris Jericho was literally like putting pictures on his Instagram where he's like touched his hair up on paint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh 
yeah, Jericho's hair is it? It's, it's all got a bit Baron Corbin for Chris in it. <laughs> Just a smidge. And next up, De- we De- have there's definitely an egg in the nest. Next, <laughs> <laughs> next up, we um, we have uh, it's obviously it's a it's a Chris Jericho um, press conference segment, so it's time to let Eric Bischoff out the box, let him out of his cage. <laughs> And, uh, he, he, he wasn't holding back today, was he? he, he Eric Fisher himself as from the 83 Weeks podcast. Got to get that over. Available where all, you get all your podcasts. Um, yeah, if you listen to this and you want to go and listen to it. But make sure you listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast first. Maybe put that on afterwards. Um, yeah, so he said, like, yeah, you know, didn't beat up the books. Yeah, interestingly, he says, it's Jericho, where does this rank on your list? Wink, wink of stupid ideas. Little, little reference for you there. Um, little reference to Jericho uh, playing concerts to a quarter of a million people. <laughs> I mean, I think he was more referencing the fact that he had a list yeah. of Jericho than, than the fact that he, he played a super spreader event in America last year at the height of COVID. I, 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 like, to, I like to think he's, he's one of the boys, so... He, he can make it do both. He can make it count for both. He, I, I like to think he, he thought Jericho's a fucking dickhead. Um, I'm, I'm gl- I'm glad I released that man by post from uh, WCW. Well, some of the people who think Jericho's a dickhead are the Young Bucks, and they make their way to the ring at this point before Jericho can even answer the question. Um, they cut really good promo here about um, so Matt does most of the talking about like how great a dad their dad is and how he like helped them be you know grow up to be good men and how he like he basically said without Papa Book there'd be no Young Bucks there'd be no AEW. He said. Um, MGF would still be waiting for a callback from the Rosie O'Donnell show, referencing a, a really quite infamous online video. Um, I, love, <laughs> I love whenever anyone brings that up, because Max Caster did, didn't he, the other day? Yeah. yeah. MJF sells it like it's the biggest insult you could possibly give him. <laughs> like he was getting held back by Jericho when Caster said it and kicking off. Second, Mac, Matt said that he squares up to Matt. And then said that um, when I was AEW, Chris Jericho would be jerking the curtain at the performance center. Not very nice. It's not hey, the performance center. It's the uh, Cameron Grimes Auditorium. <laughs> Get it right. Um. So yeah, and then they they just do a kick on their faces. Yeah, a, a super kick and then uh, proud and powerful get involved. Fight, 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 bitch, bang, crash, wallet. I like that Brandon Cutler got involved as well. Yeah, Brandon yeah, Cutler's out to make the save because obviously you know when, when the shit goes when the shit's the fan, Brandon Cutler's who you need. Um, Jerry Lynn comes I mean, out. He got him through contracts. Part yeah, of he's, contract. he's got to do something. Hasn't he? He's got to wear in, that in one. one of them, he's contractually obliged to run out with his D and D denim jacket on and save the young bucks. Um, so then um, Jerry Lynn comes out with a load of refs, try and break it up. Uh, the books and Cutler get the upper hand. Um, and then now that now that everything's fine and now that all the danger has passed, now uh, the Good Brothers come out with some tables. They just appear from nowhere with like fully set up tables. It's like, yep, here we are. Which I love. I love this idea of them just like always like you know getting to the party when it's over. Like, oh, we were we were gonna help, but you I know. mean, in kayfabe, it's because Gallows needs to go for a, a little to check his own curtain in the dark. <laughs> yeah, in the bathroom. In the bathroom. Apparently, he does it the other way around as well. Yeah. E- Evil Evil Uno saw it and got really, really excited about him. <laughs> Going to BT this week. Yeah, there's a great BT bit on that. Um, uh, yeah, so they they sort of um, and then they set up this like cool like double table spot. So um, 
they put one table like in front of the um, entrance ramp, the heel entrance ramp. Yeah, heel. which is the ramp that the Good Brothers come out of. Yeah. Ooh. Um, and they set, another, they set another one up on the floor by like down by the side of the ring. And then they get this like awesome camera shot. So Nick one, goes one thing. Off. One thing that was interesting though was the way they shot it uh, with the Good Brothers coming out there was as if they were cutting off uh, Proud and Powerful from getting away. Yeah. So they put Proud and Powerful on the two tables, and the way they cut, the way they shoot, this is really cool. So Nick goes up on top of the entrance ramp to jump onto the table that's on the on on the top, and Matt jumps off the stage onto the table on the floor. But they get them both in the same shot, which is really yeah. Really the cool. camera man's like in front of the table on the floor, like the side of the hard cam right in the corner. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really good work. It looked it looked absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Decent promo uh, makes the books seem you know. Angry, which is good. Angry books are best books. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a decent match. Uh, I mean, it's obviously this is like this is the go home show. This is all about setting up for um, for Revolution. Now that now that we've got the chat match out of the way, and yeah, I think that that did the did the job for me. I'm, I'm excited for this match now. You know, more than I've ever been. Now I can't say it's. I'd say I'm a good seven out of ten for it. You know. Huh? Yeah. Um. So then we have. Oh, now this is. You want to talk about fucking building up for a match? Now this, <laughs> this. Um, just out of curiosity, uh, how many times did you uh, have to change your pants after this? Oh. <laughs> so yeah, they build up. They build up. They show a fantastic video package hyping up the barbed by the exploding barbed by death match, uh, featuring a little bit of footage of Onita. And Sashi Onita was fucking on it. <sighs> Just also, he's sixty-three years old. Yeah, look how sexy that man is. He looks like he's about like just ten forty. <laughs> well, they they use him really well. So he puts he puts this match over huge. He literally says like this match is the perfect way for for Kenny and Jericho to to sort this out. For Kenny and um and um. Moxie to sort this out, basically, which is great. It's like it, it makes it seem like you're like obviously getting hit. He's like the king of like exploding matches in Japan. He's like the daddy. And he's talking about like it's how it's he's talking about, like first said it wasn't. Yeah, he's talking yeah. about how it's gonna hurt them and like how it's gonna be dangerous and and then he's basically like, Yeah, I think they're gonna have a great one. It's gonna be brilliant. And I'm like, it, Oh fuck yeah, I wanna see this he's right now. Be at Revolution? I don't think they'll fly him over, no. Um I think it was just a little a little extra they they got because you know I, I like I like things like that though, where some because like sometimes obviously they go a little bit too far with the whole expecting everybody to know who everybody is but with something like this where Anita is a very cult figure in wrestling all you've got to do is Google her or yeah well, they, well, no, to be fair, they, they put him a bit on commentary as well and they explained quite very well who he was yeah yeah I I, th- I think I've seen what two Anita matches maybe three like I didn't have a clue who he was until I Googled him like not from this I, from way back I, I, I saw a documentary about him on Vice. Yeah, I've, I've seen the documentary awesome. afterwards, yeah. Very good. So, I mean, my hype levels for this match have just hit, like, an all-time high. It's, it's um, yeah, I'm yeah, like, I can't, I can't wait for this. If Atsushi and Ethan and Teddy Funk show up and start brawling in the... <laughs> in, <laughs> in, in, the, in, the car, in the car park. Ma- ah! <laughs> <laughs> if, if, we, if we literally, like, Teddy Funk comes... Comes um, there like with a fucking Brandon eye and chasing an ether, trying to detonate explosives. Then you get barbed wire, yet a shock coming the other way. 
Frankenstein. <laughs> And this the, is why, this is why we don't let Jay book shows when he's been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you say that, I've only had one fucking beer. Uh, well, speak, speaking it's of... only that much of it that I've drunk. Well, speaking of wrestling history, um, here is walking wrestling <laughs> legend, like fucking the definition of, the you know, a wrestling museum on legs. This is Tully Blanchard making his return to the ring after 32 years off national television. Oh, um, so Tony Blanchard teams with FTR against the Jurassic Express. So first of all, we have to talk about this entrance. Tony Blanchard comes out wearing a, a fucking dope-ass robe, his old yeah. NWAIC title. And he's accompanied, obviously, with FTR, who are also wearing some of Tully's old uh, tag belts. So... Yeah, they were wearing the old tag belts and he was wearing the uh, 10 pounds of silver, which was the NWA North American title, I believe. Yeah. The US, oh, maybe. Okay. And they were joined. Or it could have been US. And accompanied. I, I've heard them US. I don't know why. It, it was, I think it might have been the US, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they, they were accompanied by J.J. Dillon. Yeah. Jesus I Christ. When JJ Did you Dillon ever was. think you would see I, Shaquille O'Neal? Onita and JJ Dillon on the same wrestling show. <laughs> this was like when Nitro was good. Oh, yeah, this man. this was unbelievable. So JJ Dillon comes out and he's in like he's in like full Bobby Heenan mode, isn't he? Like he's like he's so heel. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Obviously, we get the um, we get the, the this is I'm interesting now. This we get the first real go of the crowd singing along to. Jurassic Express's entrance music as well, which is quite nice. Just the first time we've had like significant. There's like there's like a thousand fans there tonight. Yeah, thousand. They said earlier. So and it's, uh, we get we get a good. Um, they said there's going to be even more a uh, revolution. It's going to be thirty percent full the venue apparently. Yeah, Fun. so that's pretty cool. Uh, we get a decent little sing along to Tarzan Boy, which is quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's. Well, we get there. Just for once, a full crowd hits. We get some really bad shots of people trying to clap along in time. Yeah. In the crowd. Or people so off sync with the beat, like of how it actually goes. <laughs> like yeah. Taz. Like Taz. <laughs> so, yeah, so this starts off again. Weirdly, they start off with Tully and Marco um, in the ring, which I thought they'd save for sort of midway through the match. But yeah, whatever. Give us, give us it straight away. Um, Jungle Boy tags in. Jungle Boy does a lot. Obviously, Jungle Boy does a lot of the heavy lifting uh, in this match. From the uh, I, I loved um, there, there was a bit uh, dead early on when it was Tully and Marco, where Tully puts Marco in his corner and just punches him in the liver. <laughs> yeah. It was like the it was like the like saltiest old man thing he could have done. He just because it, it looked stiff as fuck as well. He just went <laughs> fuck off, Marco. <laughs> so um, yeah. So Ed, Jungle Boy gets a tag in. He goes after Dax. Um, we're, one thing I really like about the start, like this early going, is so Jungle Boy tries to put the snare trap on Dax, and FTR are clearly terrified. They really respect it. They're terrified of it. Like they're doing everything they can to stop it from happening. Um, like um, Cash gets up and pulls him off the ring, and then Jungle Boy gets off the ring. He puts the um, he puts the snare trap on Cash on the outside. Cash taps, but obviously it's no good. He's not the legal man. <clears throat> um, Tully teases <laughs> Toby Suicida. Oh man, that that was so dog. good. <laughs> If he'd, have, if he'd have gone out of that ring, he'd have landed straight in his grave, I tell you. <laughs> I, I loved it just before that as well. Um, while, so obviously, like, 
Jungle Boys got a cash in the um, snare trap on the outside, and then they, they split it up. Jungle Boy goes in the ring, and JJ gives Tully a shoe, and Tully just lamps Jungle Boy. <laughs> yeah. with shoe. Is that shoe? Ah, who throws a shoe? I was trying yeah. to figure out what it was. <laughs> yeah, he because like JJ Dillon had like shoes with like proper thick heels on, so he hit him with like right. the heel of his of his shoe. Okay. Not an old four horseman trick me. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's I, a proper, it's a proper old school. Was. It's a proper like old school heel stuff, which is really nice. Um, so a little bit later on, we got a hot tag to Luchasaurus. Comes in and just um, throws Marco into Tully, which is quite nice. Um, yeah, comes hits. It does a hits a double suplex on um, both of FTR. He hits a tail whip on Tully, which, like Jesus Christ, you shouldn't be. Yeah. Kicking, you should be kicking a man who's that age that hard. Yeah. Before well, that, he teased. He was going to choke Sam. Yeah. Uh, before that, there's also a double German on FTR by Luchasaurus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, they they did a really good good job of like making everybody in this match come out looking better, which I thought was great. Tully was very clever as well. I thought he didn't try and do too much. He just kept it simple. And it was effective because of it. Um, yeah, he only he only took like two bumps in the whole match, but yeah, you've, that's all you need because he's an old man. That's what his six man tags there for. Yeah. So we get um we get a bit of double team fuckery from FTR for Nearfall. Um, Cash with like a little bridge thingy, dragon suplex. Marco breaks it up with it. Marco dives off the top rope like a splash. Dragon suplex was fantastic as well. Yeah, and uh, then the the moment of the match, the thing we've all been waiting for, Tully gives Marco the slingshot suplex. Yeah, which I pop for that. That was that was super nice. So was that his move back in the day? Slingshot suplex. That was that was his finisher. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. So then we, we get match match sort of pick, knocks up a gear. Now we're getting some near falls on either side. Uh, Jungle Boy goes for a dive out of the ring, but out of nowhere, one of the camera guys appears to just smack him in the face as he dives through the ropes, which seemed really weird. Um, And then then he hits Luchasaurus. Uh, They hit the spike power driver on Luchasaurus, all three of them. And that's it. FDR good for the win. Uh, That's one, two, three. Uh, Post-match, they're celebrating in the ring. You know, they throw up the the three fingers. You know they're all all happy. The 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 guy in the hoodie and the face mask gets in the ring. The cameraman, and it's Sean Spears hey, with a little what? a little bleach blonde mohawk. Yeah, he easy sucked all the bleach, he, he sucked all the blonde out of um, Mira's hair and applied it to himself. He looks yeah. so much better, honestly, so much better. So they all get in the ring, and a nice little a nice little seed they plant here is Arn Anderson just creeps out on the stage. And sort of, I, yeah, I, I don't know if that was just kind of like fan service though. Cause he, he sort, of, he sort of like counts, like he, he sort of points and is like one, two, one, three, two, three, four. four. Yeah. But then he Which, looks, he, he points at, he points at JJ and Tully, and then throws up the four horsemen. Yeah. Which is nice. Uh, that was store somebody. You know, that was just it was just it, that was little, wrestling. It little, was little, it's, little it's shot what? at Ric Flair after he said he doesn't talk to the horsemen anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was just a really cool. It was a, it was a it was a decent match. It was a good match, and it just shows yep. like when you give when you give something like of this reverence to to people like FTR who have this like deep. I mean, you know, they were in, they were fucking loving being a part of this. 
yeah. yeah, when it's when you've got that much respect for like the the the, the pageantry of side team wrestling and the history of, of the business, like an FTR clearly are the rest. They're like they are historians. They are like wrestling yeah. scholars, and to, to put them in that position, I think. I mean, without without wanting to again, I, I try not to like, I try not to throw shade, but that's much better than fucking job of the mouth of fucking DX, isn't it? Yeah. In terms of how to use men, how to how, how to use men with that level of passion and love for the business, and put them in a match with JJ Dillon and Tully Blanchard, and like have on and come out at yeah. the end. And it's like it's like it's it's so fucking cool. They're already teasing as well that they're going to show up in NWA when they relaunch, which yeah. I'm I'm so excited. If if that pay per view wasn't going head to head with Fastlane, I'd have watched that live. <laughs> but because they're idiots and they're going head to head with Fastlane. I'm very much excited to watch it the following day. Yeah, but I mean, this has, there's so many questions coming up with those. So, like, I mean, it might have just been a fan service thing, but like, is Arn involved with with Tully? Is is he that... was though, weren't because they had like Arn and Tully like talking at times, and then they, had... well, they, were, they were both around the table when FTR signed the contracts. Don't forget. Mm. And then they had that, and then they had um, they had Arn. Um, and so they like sat in the crowd, didn't they? At some at one point, yeah. Um, scouting a match together. So yeah, I, I so they, they're was... not they're not shy about like bringing up the horsemen's past, are they? No. So and so as they um as they as they leave the ring, like FTR leaving, and by the way, that was it was a great match as well. Like the match was entertaining as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope I hope that um, Josh Express and FTR is a few that runs because they 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 they, they work really well together. They yeah. neither of them are in the um the. Tag team battle royal, are they? No, no, I think I think they're sort of isolating their feud and sort of keeping it contained. Which I'm, I mean, I mean, just going to, I think I mean, just going to go a little longer, which I'm, I'm sort of all about. I, I, w- I wouldn't be upset if they added as a like a late addition, maybe they added FTR and Jurassic Express to the um car, the revolution. Well, just have, have a match, yeah, yeah, it'd be nice. Um, just a grudge match because they've done a, they've done a lot of building, um. And it'll be good. That being said, I still, I'm still holding out for the Cash Wheeler Jungle Boy singles match. I mean, they've got to do that. I've done the other one. Give me so. what I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of giving you what you want, um, as we uh, as this match finishes, they're all walking up away. <laughs> Tony Chironi's on the stage to introduce the newest member of the old wrestling roster. Um, as they're walking up. JJ Dillon just grabs the mic off him as he's walking past and says that it doesn't get any better than what you just saw. And yeah. quick as a flash, Ishironi <laughs> replies, tells JJ that he doesn't get paid any extra for that. Yeah. Says, I, love, I love sassy Tony. It's his best, Tony. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, um, we introduce Paul White out onto the stage. His video package, his video, entrance video says no more BS. It was also a nice little uh, homage to the old Big Show entrance, where it was like the city skyline with his eyes over it. Yeah, no, no like way. Although Mikey Rockers is still a, well, it still was just um, it was just stock music that AW uh, uh, used for his entrance there. So apparently, uh, Mikey Rockers is still working. He's, tr- he's, tr- he's trying to build up his vocal cords to hit that opening note. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, who did that original well. Who? Michael Hayes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the original one, yeah. Nice. Um, of course it was Michael Hayes. Do, do, do. So yeah, so so no, no more BS is the is the sort of tagline here. Meaning, obviously, no more Big Joe, no more bullshit. 
it's a bit of everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Paul, so Paul White comes out and he's, he just looks like he's having a really nice time. He looked thin. He looked yeah. like he lost a shit ton of weight. He looked in amazing shape. Yeah. Uh, the, there's a crowd sign that says, Welcome to the big show, Paul White. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Impressively, nobody nobody officially accidentally called him the big show, which was quite nice. No. Yes. You could have took me off on that bit. Apparent, two weeks now. Apparently on apparently on dark elevation. Um that he's going to be commentating with Tony Schiavone and Jericho. So, you know, there's every fucking possibility Jericho's <laughs> going to do it. I mean, you can imagine at this point, before the segment, Excalibur just turned JR's mic off, just to be on the safe side. Yeah, uh, he, his first line on the mic, he goes, raise your hand if you saw this turn coming. I like that. That was, uh, <laughs> that, was that, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, and then he puts his hand up and like, oh. he's just he's just he's just he's just having the time of his life, and he? he's just he's just uh, yeah. he's living large. Uh, yeah, he talk, he talk, he, and he sounds really passionate and really, really psyched about doing commentary as well. It sounds like something that's a real passion project for him. He said that he said that then he said that I'm I'm excited about like doing something that I'm like one of my passions, which is commentary, which I didn't get to do much in WWE. <laughs> Yeah, but he didn't say WWE. Said I didn't get to do that much previously. Um, yeah, he, he looked really excited to just be there. Um, obviously, like the not to go too much into like rumors and innuendo, but um, I mean, bring all the innuendo you want me. I'm all about innuendo. But <laughs> what one of the one of the things that was rumored was that um, WWE like he was pissed off at WWE because he felt like he had a lot more to offer than just being wheeled out for like a legends appearance here and there. Yeah. He Which, didn't want to, to be he, fair, he, he, did, he didn't want to be an ambassador straight away. He wanted, he wanted he's to do a more. Fucking, he's a fucking mainstream crossover star. Yeah. He, he's literally this, this generation's version of Andre the Giant. Like yeah. he, if you don't, if you don't think he's not, he's got like more to offer and crossover appeal and just fucking, being wheeled out for a Legends appearance once every like six months. What the fuck are you doing? Fun fact: He's a, a huge Destiny two fan, big Destiny player. Um, he's been he's a, a massive D and D nerd as well. He's been a, he's been a um, Bungie's Guardian Khan every year. He's been he always comes out on stage. He actually took part in a so they do this thing. They used to do it on Halo as well. It was like a developer bounty, so you have to play on a certain server at a certain time. You can you can play against developers, and if you beat them, you get like a, a different emblem. And he was he was the last one. He was the last guy you had to try and beat, the last bounty. And apparently he won every match you played. Yeah. He's a fucking killer machine. Um, I, so yeah. I hope he comes back to Halo so I can fucking hunt him. His <laughs> yeah, finger must be smashing like two buttons at the same time. He must play on like two controllers at once. It, yeah, you're messing up. <laughs> he's probably got like... He's probably got um, a fucking custom-made controller like that fucking ladder they bust out for money in the bank. At, um, at Guardian Con one year, they gave him a replica of a Destiny gun, like a big fuck-off Destiny or, gun. And when they gave it to him, it looked like just a regular gun. Or the big chair that he got. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, poor guy. Yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Well, the most important thing he said, uh, after all this like really nice sort of talking about how he looks using during being an AW, he said he's got a scoop. And he says, on Sunday at Revolution, AEW is going to hire and put under contract a Hall of Fame-worthy talent. It's a huge surprise, and quote, it's not who you think. So let's do some detective work before we move on to the next seg- uh, segment. So not who you think, that, that instantly rules out Punk. It's, so it's not Punk, it's not Brock. It's not, it's not Punk. Ah, I don't know about Brock. 
I, I don't think they would bring him in. I, so I really Tony said it's a multi-year contract, and I don't think Brock will do more year. No. Or this, know, this, this is all going to age horribly in about four days, by the way. So you know. Yeah, but it's fine. We've, we, we, you can you can tell us how wrong we are and all that on social media. Um, um, at Pro, uh, um, on Title so Rich Pod or on Title Wrestling Podcast. Mel said he thought it was Christian, but then it's been pretty much straight after it was already confirmed that <laughs> Christian said had he a was fucking sure multi-year deal. Followed by immediately saying that Christian is not Christian in true Meltzer style. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't it wasn't Meltzer that said that, it was someone else, but um, I think it was Wrestling Inc. basically a, said that Christian signed a new deal at the, you know, wrong, um, at the Rumble. John Cena's doing a lot of work with Warner at the moment. Well, He's still getting merch stuff though, is he not? Yeah, that's what I mean. Brock's got no merch on the website. Yeah, like, and Brock, you know, still technically getting money from WWE. Oh, yeah, but you think Brock will come to a dub to do the JB to Kenny? Nah. <laughs> hey, he's imagine be the first imagine how mental Brock versus Kenny would be. I mean, I would, I would fucking mark out for a Brock v Kenny match. To be fair, I mean, I'd mark out, but I'd cry when it only lasts three minutes. And Brock wins. <laughs> Brock. <laughs> Kicks out the one-winged angel. Brock, Brock kicks out the one-winged angel at one, locks in a Kimura, breaks Kenny's arm, and then punches him till his face is just a red mess. Um, um, Mark Henry, maybe? He's been talking about wanting another match this yeah, year. I, mean, I wouldn't say. And he, he appeared, he's been appearing on a lot of stuff that's not affiliated with WWE this week, so that would indicate. But then again, multi-year deal. And the way he said Hall of Fame level, meaning Mark, he, Mark Henry's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but I think that that implies like someone who, should, who might be in yeah, the Hall of Fame, but isn't. I yeah, think the way he, not. yeah, that, I think that was what he was trying to say there. So I don't. I think yeah. that, I think that unless, ten, I think that tentatively rules out anyone who's already in the Hall of Fame. Unless he's saying it's not who you think as a way to kind of smoke and mirror it away from I mean, being what's, uh, someone like Punk. What's Jeff up to? Who? Jeff Hardy. Yeah, he's on. Um, Couple of years left on his contract. Signed the new deal recently. Yeah. He was still there last week, so 90 day release clause, no compete clause they've got as well. Mm. It could, I mean, like I said to Jay on text before, I mean, this it could be like someone big who we're thinking hasn't been around for a while. It could be yeah. someone who we think is still on the contract but isn't, who just hasn't appeared for a bit, like we you know in the big show's case, like who just, they can't yeah, and I mean, just, Seen as a decent and actual is actually a decent show. However, it, it, you've got the same problem that The Rock would have, where um, you're so busy with all his other projects that with with acting, he's not going to get insured to wrestle. Yeah. So, um, I mean, can, 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 can you see Cena go into another company? Like, if hey, no, my my dream is to see John Cena wrestle for PWG one day. <laughs> because of how mental that would be with his thugonomics gimmick. I'm like, I mean, obviously it's changed now because they're not in the receiver armory anymore. Boys, which that would have been the perfect place. I've hmm? got a name. Right? Is it Aaron Sutcliffe? <laughs> yes, I'm flying over tonight. <laughs> no, um, I mean that's your name. You've got a name. Oh wow, wow. Anyway. Hall of Famer worthy, not in the Hall of Fame. Hasn't been seen in a while. Rob Van Dam. He's working on something with WWE, apparently. Yeah. Is he? 
Yeah, he's working on a he's TV working on a book and TV shows with WWE at the moment. Five foot, five foot, five foot busted that down last night. Um, what a shame! He's, he's not under contract. <laughs> if it's Ravi D, I'd be really disappointed. I don't want it to I be anybody. I love Ravi D, and then he went back to Impact and that that stuff. Uh, where I don't, I don't want it to be anybody who's big in Impact, just because I think it will draw comparisons, and I don't want it to happen. <laughs> Carlito. Hall of Fame, Carlito in the same sentence. Really? Not Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My bad. He, he might he might go into like the fucking wrestling observer Hall of Fame, but like I know so I know, I know, I know we've I know we're, we're I know we're still in the like pretend he was really good phase of like when he came back in the rumble. Uh, you looked amazing. <laughs> you show oh. some respect. I like Carlito back in two thousand and six. Who, who got released like last year? Who was decent? Chris Hero. You, He's not Hall of Fame worthy, though, is God, he? no. Matt Cardona. He's, he's already been there. Yeah, he's in Impact now, officially. Uh, is Cain Velasquez in the UFC Hall of Fame? See, this is the other option. When you said Hall of Fame, does that mean, like, sports uh, Hall of Fame? Uh, if we get if we get AAA Cain Velasquez and not WWE Cain Velasquez, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I mean, by the time you listen to this, maybe you'll already know, so... <laughs> Um, if, if we if we get the Cain Velasquez that's shown up in Blood Money in the Bank and, pack, and tapped out to fucking Brock Lesnar in like two minutes, no thank yeah, you. No, but if no, we get Cain no, Velasquez, nobody wants that. If we get Cain Velasquez who was busting out fucking Hurricane Rana's on Black Tower Roots, and I mean, like board arm drags in on it. Yeah. <laughs> what about um, what about former main event mafia member Rampage Jackson? What about former main event mafia member Tito Ortiz? What about just Scott oh, Steiner? Just give, Scott, just give him Scott Steiner. <laughs> or Steiner. It's gonna. You know, we know it's gonna be Scott Steiner. You know, for a fucking fact, it's gonna be Scott Steiner. I don't even know why we're even discussing it. <laughs> it's one hundred percent gonna be Scott Steiner. Just let him cut a pro on Bear Country, and you know that'll be fine. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> He's a fat bastard in a in AEW that Scott Steiner can berate. He can come out with a he can come out with Petey Williams. <laughs> hey, Petey Williams could legit be in the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. He could. Gail Kimmich, but I'm pretty sure Tony said it was a man. Well, so, did Tony say it was a man? I mean, Kurt Angle is. Kurt Angle's in WWE Hall of Fame. Mate. I know. But Kurt Angle can't fucking walk properly. He's still injured. So. Kurt Angle desperate to still wrestle. Though. But also Kurt Angle, like, because WWE had that period where they wouldn't let him wrestle for ages while yeah. they were waiting for him to get medically cleared. I am. Um, I, I no longer want to see Kurt Angle wrestle anymore. No. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of potential names it could be. But it um. I'm intrigued to see who it is. Yeah, whatever, whatever happens, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun thing to sort of you know see live on Sunday, which I'm quite quite excited for. Jokes um, on you, Swoggle. Swoggle, Swoggle's already there, mate. He's already he's already appeared. He, he was the first one people forbidden, though, mate. We've discussed. Yeah, this. He, he's coming back full time, mate. <laughs> well, he, he's coming back on that. He's, he's coming back on that. Swoggle. He's coming back on that Jericho tier contract. <laughs> Uh, we're moving swiftly on. Well, not swiftly. <laughs> fucking hell, we're taking on it. Um, 
we're gonna so we, we, just before we go into the final of the women's um eliminated tournament, we're gonna talk very briefly about the American brackets final. So me and Jay did the Joshi stuff on Monday. Then on Monday night, literally like thirty minutes after we finished recording, um, they put me Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose match on. Uh, they had two dark matches preceding it. So they had Maddie Rinkowski twatting Lever Bates with a book, which was fun. Um, little heel turn for her. And they had Layla Hirsch tapping the shit out of someone who's never already forgotten. And that was a fine match as well. Two decent matches. And then we had Thunder Rosa versus Nyla Rose. Now, previously, Jay, you said on the show we what we did on Monday that you were a little disappointed by the pace of Thunder Rosa's match against Rio. Yeah. Ooh, they saved it all for this one. They did. They did. <laughs> this was a this was a much faster paced match. Um, yeah, they 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 think it was through everything at this, didn't they? It was really hard hitting, like brutal. Um, some really Nyla, Nyla. Nyla Rose is like low key the fucking AW women's divisions MVP at the moment, isn't she? Yeah, she's not uh, like I don't know if that's a time off's helped her whether she's been able to like focus on her style. Been having, like fucking blinders every time she wrestles. Yeah, anyway, Nyla won this one. Um, there was a pretty cool spot for the finish where Thunder Rose came off the top rope. Um, for like sort of like a hurricane runner or something, and now like it's caught her and beast bomber, which was pretty sick. Yeah, good match. I mean, if go it's on YouTube, go and watch it. It was, it was really good fun. Um, yeah, well worth a watch. With the, the quality of the quality of matches in this women's tournament has been top tier. It's been like the bar has been really high, which is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this continues here, where we have yeah, Anarchy Ryuma's Anami versus Nyla Rose. Oof, what a treat! I had. I had the absolute fear throughout this entire match because Rio Mizunami has gone from being someone who I was vaguely aware existed to being like legitimately one of my favorite wrestlers over the course of the last four weeks. Oh, yeah. How was our matches beforehand? She had uh, the final against Yuka Sakazaki, was awesome. Um, yeah. Her match with Makito was fantastic. She, she, so she tapped out Makito in the first round. The second round, she wrestled a really stiff brawl fest with Azure Kong, which ended with her um, leg dropping uh, Kong on the apron and getting Kong counted out, uh, which was pretty okay. cool. Then she had like a real like war with Yuka Sakazaki, who we all thought was was a lock for, for the final. Um, so mm. that was like a big upset, which was well, not an upset, but it was like, a really big surprise in terms of booking. Yeah. And so, so we were talking about this, and I, I, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, Jay. But when when this, when this was all coalescing, <laughs> I was saying, oh, they've already shown they went to, they went they went to big lens to show against Andrew Kong that Ryu could beat a powerhouse like a big powerhouse. Yeah, and they showed a way. They showed her a way to victory, and I think that was a bit of foreshadowing that she's going to end up against Nyla in the final. And you went, oh, but what about Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa? And I was like, no, this is what I think's happening. And look where we are. I mean, yeah, to be fair, though, like, they, they really kind of... There was a lot of matches that came out of the left field in this tournament. Yeah, which, and it's it's not like, been, like... But it hasn't felt like swerve booking for the sake of swerve booking. Like, it's all... Like, they've built... No. Like they've, built, they've built both these women but, I mean, really like, well through the tournament. Yeah, but I mean, like... Um, so, obviously, with Nyla... Um, with Nyla getting to the final, I thought instantly, okay, well, we're probably going to get the Nyla Riho rematch. 
and then obviously the ads on the road would be Rio. And um yeah. And I thought, okay, well, if we get we're probably not gonna get Nyla versus whoever in the versus um oh sorry, we're probably not gonna get Nyla making it to the final because why would they? But then I thought, well, at least there's like legitimacy there for Nyla because she's won the belt already. Yeah. Yeah, and um yeah, so so we yeah, this is here we are. So it's it's Rio Mizunami versus Nyla Rose. Rio Mizunami, my my new favorite wrestler. Um so we start out with uh Ryu doing her little chop spot in the corner where she hits like a flurry of chops. Uh Aubrey gets in her face, selfish stuff, she does the little bow, the little respect bow, and then goes for the big theatrical chop afterwards. She um I love the way Aubrey sold that as well. <laughs> yeah, like what 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 yeah, it was great. Um then she did the little rope pull move, you know, which she does. She's just she's not crazy. She, she's got personality. She's cool. She's fun. Fucking um, mental, isn't she? Yeah, and then... Uh, JR didn't have a clue what to make of her, but he was like, what, she's enjoying herself. What, one of the things I really liked about this match is just how JR gradually gets into it. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell he enjoyed it by the end of it. It started out, again, like a lot of these tournament matches, especially the Joker side, it started out a little goofy, and then it got like, it got like, it got like the business time towards the end, which, which is quite yeah, nice. Yeah, like Ryu... Ryu's kind of like if Deadpool was a wrestler. Yeah. Like, she she does a lot of breaking the fourth wall. Um, it, was, it was a really cool spot in the first um, in the first round, Aaron, where um, Maki had her in, like, a Boston Crab. And Ryu was, like, sort of, like, she was making, like, she was struggling for the rope. And then she just sort of looked at the camera, winked, and then started, like, did a press-up and, like, powered out of it. Hey, okay. <laughs> which, was, uh, which was really cool. Like she did press ups like on her knuckles and like just pushed herself up and like spun yeah. her off into like space. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, so going back to the match, um, we have some back and forth. We have some little bits on the outside. Um, Ryu spears Nyla through the apron onto the floor. Um, we get the same spot as we did against um, Azure Kong, Azure where. Kong. She climbs up to the second rope and hits the, the drop kick onto the back of the head, and Ismail's on the outside on the apron. She gets back in the ring. Um, like, it's crucial to note that when she hits it on Niger Kong, the count was already on like six or seven. Uh, at this point, the count hadn't started. Yeah. So she gets back in the ring, but by, by the eight count, Nyla's already getting back in cleverly. As also, um, the, other, the other thing with the count was that like she hit it and then she was like, Rushing or resist our count. Yeah, which was quite cool. She went like right, start the count. Like, nice little call that. Um, but as as it looked, as it became apparent that Nyla was going to beat the count, she climbed up on the t- like Rio climbed up on the table to prep herself for the next move, which I thought was quite clever. She didn't just stand there like a goober waiting for Nyla to come in and murder her. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, Nyla hits a really nice Death Valley driver for a good near fall. It's funny. It's funny you say she wasn't waiting for Nyla to murder it, and then before that Death Valley driver, Nyla absolutely annihilated her with a clothesline. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah then, this, this, this is when this is when the match kicked into like stiff territory. And and then that uh, that Death Valley driver like really landed on a fucking neck. Um, yeah, it looked uncomfortable. Uh, Ryu goes up to the top rope. Oh no! Sorry, before that we have Nyla looking for a beast bomb, but um, Ryu avoids it. Hits an ex- somehow hits an exploded suplex. I don't quite yeah, know how. Cool. 
Then she ducks for a top rope move. Nala gets up there, hits a gnarly superplex. Like, there was a lot of height on that. Then Ryu pops up with a German suplex, hits a running spear, follows it up with a top rope leg drop, and that is the one, two, three. The girl, she's got a beautiful leg drop. That guillotine leg drop the top rope is phenomenal. Does she? Oh, yeah. I think so. Uh, I think some some of the ones she did um, in the tour, like in the Josie tournament, were better than that one. Like, yeah, those but, some of the ones in the like, tour were beautiful. Yeah, every time I've seen her do the leg drop in this match, it just seemed a bit off, or there wasn't any oomph to them or anything. Some of the some of the ones like she was doing in the in the tournament, like she, like um. Not not so much off the top rope, but like the grounded ones. Yeah, it gets the stand on. She got a lot of speed. She got like a lot of velocity on them when she came down, which, it, was, which was really nice. Yeah, it was like a snap. It was almost like a snap one. It looked cool. Right, okay. Um, and that's it. That's good for the one, two, three. So, um, I was quite surprised she didn't use that move. She It was like kind of like a, a Pentagon driver that she used on. Um, Do you think she, on she used on UK? She, I don't think she could have got that. Up, that's it. <laughs> She didn't. Well, she didn't lift Yuka that high for it. So I think she could have done it because it was more just like a tilt a whirl pile driver. I mean, there's a difference in size. Yeah, it's a different no, difference. What, in size. what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is, she didn't lift her off the floor that much at all. She like twisted it and brought it down. So there yeah, wasn't. It's, it's still a lot. It's, it's still, a, it's still a, yeah, but it's still a lot more person to have to move. Don't forget, now there's a lot taller than Yuka as well. True. Just a lot more height to deal with. Um, so yeah, so Yuka, uh, sorry, Ryu gets the gets the win. Ryu Mizunami is facing Hikaru Shida at Revolution this Sunday. Um, so they bring in Hikaru Shida. Uh, to correctly, she gives her a trophy, which is really cool. So she, this is like the most like endearing, beautiful thing. She puts the trophy down on the floor and then realizes that it's facing the wrong way. So she turns it so it's facing the hard camera. Yeah. <laughs> Which is brilliant. I love that. A little detail. And then Shida goes... Shida's been great this whole tournament, hasn't she? Shida goes... Yeah, Shida's great. That's... She, the top the MVPs of this tournament are obviously Ryu, Maki, Veni, Shida's white suit, which is doing absolute work. Yeah. <laughs> Nyla Rose on the American side. Yeah. <laughs> There's been, it's, been, it's been really good this tournament. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then so Shida offs the handshake and Ryu just elbows her in the, in the head. So Shida elbows her back. So Rio elbows her back. Yeah. So Shida elbows I, her again and the knocks way. her to the floor. And then she gets up. I love the way looking. that Shida like, got a big grin on her face when she got that elbow. Yeah, like, they were just looking at each other. They were just looking at each other smiling. Like, yep, this is going to be fun, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, and J- yeah. JR was like, they're laughing at each other. <laughs> JR was having a meltdown at this point. He didn't know what the fuck was going on. He was so room. confused. <laughs> Try to. Trying to invite, trying to explain different cultures to JR is like fucking trying to trying to get Aaron out to open his emails. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was a fitting end to the women's tournament. I thought it, it didn't um it didn't disappoint as you know, this was the big clash between the two the two brackets. I really I thought it was great. I yeah. had I, I had actual fear over over the outcome of this match. I mean not that I didn't want I didn't think Nada would have been a worthy winner. I was just so invested in, in Rio as a competitor. I, I think we've seen enough of uh... Nyla and Shida just now anyway so. I think this tournament's done enough uh, to build uh, Nyla back up so that no matter what happens Nyla... well, no matter what happens going forward I think Nyla's a credible threat again in the women's division which is great I mean yeah just yeah I wouldn't be mad if Nyla didn't get a shot until like either Shida drops the title or for like 
at least six months. Interestingly, I saw this one mention this online the other day. I don't know if this is deliberate or whether it's just a coincidence, but Nyla's won all of her matches with Vicky's not been at ringside, and all of her big matches recently with Vicky has been at ringside. She's lost. Oh, that is definitely deliberate. That is a hundred percent deliberate. So then, there's going to be something um, there. Well, you know they've got they've got Ryzen in their little stable now, so which I popped for on being yeah. the this week. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> right. Also, Ryzen was like stood like behind Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, um, I was big into that. Um, right next up, we have another Sting segment. So Tony Sharoni introduces so Tony gets Tony gets to pop his face off shouting it's Sting. Um, Sting comes out. He says all about he's, he's basically talking about how uh, when Brian Cage powerbombed them, hurt, but all it did was shake off the ring rust and it lit a fire in him. It feels this like he's ready. WCW promo. This one, yeah, he feels like he's ready for a street fight. He feels like he's ready to go. He's, he's never felt more alive. Um, and he's interrupted by your boy Ricky Starks. Comes out looking absolute fucking fire as always in his mad outfit. Yeah. Uh, said that he's man enough to admit that he saw the fire and sting last week. He said he's still got it. He said, but he's not an icon. And he slaps him. I <laughs> love that when he went, you're no icon and just slapped him. Why? And then, I ask this every week, but why the fuck has Ricky Starks not got all the belts yet? Whenever Ricky Starks isn't world champion, everyone needs Kenny to ask him, why isn't Ricky Starks world champion? Um, yeah. <laughs> so Sting responds to the slap by literally beating Ricky Starks out of his clothes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he literally punches his shoes, punches him so hard his shoes fly off. Then he starts to like batter him out of his shirt. He safety stinger splashes him, locks in the scorpion deathlock. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs runs out with the hook. They sort of <laughs> did you uh, see Hobbs trip over the yeah. fucking guardrail? Hobbs fucking falls over, can't get in the ring. Probably. <laughs> I felt so bad for laughing, but I was just like, oh, Hobbs. Um, stinger so- ends up, stinger ends up falling back on the scorpion deathlock. <laughs> Like, he's just sitting on the floor at one point. He's trying to save him by putting in a shitty transmission on him. Hook runs in and puts a transmission on him to hold him up. It's fine. Um, And then... He's just uh, trying to pick his granddad up after he's had a fall. So Sting Sting starts to fight them off. And then Cage runs in behind, jumps him. Cage has gone ready for another powerbomb. Darby Allen's music hits. Darby... So... (laughs) Darby Allen's music hits and Cage looks like back up to the rafters as if he's expecting him to like zip line in again and instead he just comes yeah. out of like the ramp which is where you'd expect him to come from so he just comes out and hits Cage in the back um, yeah and then Darby does a bit of a fight on him and Team Taz retreat and him and Sting shout and point and wave and do the fist Brrr. and yeah I, I um, love I love the fact that they like carry uh, Team Taz carried Ricky Starks <laughs> like he was like a, a fucking martyr, and then as, as soon as he got far enough away, he was like, "Let me at him." Yeah, um, a decent segment because obviously just a little um, a last minute sort of little bit of heat for the for the for the street fight. I mean, again, I, 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 this is a match that I was previously quite scared of and thought this could be quite bad, but having seen how the shark match turned out, I'm now cautiously optimistic about how the street fight's going to show on Sunday. Um, I'm quite looking forward to it. Yeah, and um, Sting looked Sting looked really good. And the Starks bumped like a bumped like a trooper for him um, and made him look like he was killing yeah. him which was great uh, next up we have um, 10 with negative 1 versus Max Caster in a Latin oh. Revolution match qualifier 
Uh, I just have to contractually say this again. The claims entrance is the best thing in wrestling right now. Matt, can we talk about one of just some of the shit that gets said? Uh, Max, well, negative one and ten got matching gear, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Max Max Caster, that's his name. Yeah, Max Caster. Yeah. Uh, his very first line. This guy's big, but a small talker. I'll light you up like Lady Gaga's dog walker. Now, does it, do you guys know the story? It's fine. He's walker? not dead. It's okay. We can wrap. <laughs> we can wrap about it. It's okay. He survived. So basically, yeah. the boy was sitting walking Lady Gaga's three dogs until Dave shot him and stole two of them. Uh, Lady Gaga offered half a million dollars as a reward to get them back. No questions asked for them. Uh, less than 48 hours later, a woman took them to police centre to receive the reward and fucked off. <laughs> yeah, um, no amongst, questions uh, asked. Also amongst the rap, he says that his name is 10, but he's a 5 in the looks department. Uh, and he also makes a Ron Garb and Fireball reference. 10, ten retweeted my tweet for that. It's cute, yeah. Nice. Uh, obviously, there's no one uh, who's wondering where Andy Bowen is. Uh, Andy Bowen has a knee injury and is apparently not able to, to be at the ringside. Oh, so sure. that's why he's not around. Is that not yeah. from last week when he went? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a fairly sort of standard. But oh, Scorpio Sky's in commentary as well on this match uh, because he's talking about. Healing it up. He's, yeah. put, he's putting himself over big. Mega he? heel Scorpio Sky. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's already going into business for himself on commentary um, saying how he's going to easily win the ladder match and how he's the best yeah. and he's the face of AEW and all this which is quite cool I mean I'm, I'm intrigued to see Heel Scorpio Sky is he yeah. the fourth horseman also uh, Max Caster at one could be the fourth horseman also Max Caster at one point did say he wanted to meet minus one and fight him on the streets yes or negative one but... he had to be helped negative, like, one, negative one had to be held back Jesus by 10 Christ. at the start because he was going he was ready to go <laughs> I mean, um, anyone who's seen him and seen him on commentary on Dark kicking the shit out of Excalibur, he would have yeah. battered Max Caster. So yeah, uh, fairly, fairly. I mean, the match was fine, fairly standard match. Uh, some big, nice power moves from Ten. Uh, um, uh, Max Caster works the arm quite a lot. Uh, the match ends when um, Ten sort of hung on the middle rope in like the six one nine position. Uh, Jack Evans runs out from under the ring and hits it with a boombox. And Caster makes the cover for the win. So Caster is going to be in the... Against against all of the odds, I think I think Ten was probably the favourite booking-wise to go into the thing. He's been booked quite strong. Um, yeah, so Max Caster is going to be in the ladder match. Um, decent match. Um, after, after the match... Jack Evans runs up to the ramp where Matt Hardy presents him with a, an envelope. Obviously, Matt Hardy said he would destroy the Dark Order. This is part of his, part of his plan. The envelope is good. It's basically a neon painted envelope and it's marked $4,200. Neon yellow. Uh, obviously, yep. 420 and wow. an extra zero because Jack Evans <laughs> loves the ganja. <laughs> yeah. And Jack Evans takes his money uh, and walks off. And I'm, I'm, lo- I'm loving the like little hybrid two interacting with my heart because they just love getting paid. Like this is this is really cool. Um, yeah. yeah. After the match, we have a oh yeah, they cut back, they cut back to the announcers and Scorpius guys like Why, cut back to me, cut back to me. So they cut back to Scorpius guy and he's like, yeah, look, don't I look dope? Don't be really cool. And he, yeah, he looks pretty sick to be fair. So I'll give him that. Um, 
then we throw to a very quick. He was being borderline creepy at times, though. Like when yeah. he kept licking his fingers and then like fixing his <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> then being we a cut, bit of a creep. Then we cut to a very brief Miro promo. Um. So Miro Rachka says he's got no option but to give people what they want, and that is destruction. He's going to stop playing games. He spoke very, very angrily in Bulgarian, and then shouted, "Game over." Yeah, yeah. I mean, if this uh, is the, if this uh, is the start of Murder Miro, then happy days. Yeah, basically that was the match announcement for Revolution. Well, they, they, they'd already yeah. announced it, but that was like the the, the hype little hype yeah. match for. Because like, at the same time, they also announced the pre-show match. Yeah, well, they they run, they run down the card, you know, yeah. don't they? So they run down like yeah. the um the bits and bobs. Um, and then we have the main event. We have Matt Hardy and Mark Quinn versus Adam Page and John Silver, which is a a bizarre, a bizarre oh, man, collection, but a, a bizarre collection of people. I mean, we know wait, that we know the hang, we know we know the hangman fucks, don't we? So, uh, when Dark Order comes out, right? Did anyone see negative one almost get like set on fire? Yeah, Alex Reynolds pulled him away from the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved as well. Um, one, it was a, quite a heartwarming moment when they entered, uh, and I, like negative one looked really sad that his favorite wrestler Ted had lost, and Alex Reynolds just had his arm around. It's like, oh, yeah, it's oh, this good guy, Alex Reynolds. Like, dark order, so wholesome, man. I love it. Um, so Adam Page comes out, and the um, the little custom header of his entrance graphic is AdamPageWrestling.com. Now, did anybody go to AdamPageWrestling.com? Oh, uh, I haven't, <laughs> but I have seen um, something that someone... So I it, have been it, told it, what it, it is. It redirects to a YouTube video, which is two hours of soothing guitar music and videos of horses. Oh. What's it called? HangmanPage.com? AdamPageWrestling.com. AdamPageWrestling.com. I think. Yeah. It's basically a YouTube. It links to a YouTube video, which is two hours of soothing, like acoustic guitar music, like Western style guitar music, and just horses running around fields. That's what I'm going to watch to get to sleep tonight. Yeah, it's just one of them, like de-stress, go to sleep. <laughs> uh, Aaron, Aaron, uh, we put turn it off. We need you for like the last ten minutes of the video, mate. <laughs> you can watch it on your own time, mate. It's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so we, we so we get a we get a, a fairly a fairly decent sort of standard tag match. Um, everyone gets a little bit of time. There's a sort of recurring theme of like Matt Hardy. Can we, talk, like, can we talk about the double backdrop they did to Mark when Mark oh, so, really broke so, 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 so I talked earlier about like and the, the rotations. I talked about I talked about Shaq's back body up and Cody was decent, but not the best one of the night. This was the best one of the night where they literally sent um, yeah they do a double backdrop body drop on Mark Quinn, which almost ended with the space team rocket star. Yeah. yeah. He sees the well, curvature of the earth. He goes the high up. Uh, he does like a, yeah. He does like a full three sixty rotation. Like lands on his front. It was it was ridiculous. Um, yeah. There's, so there's sort of like a theme of this match where like Hardy keeps like throwing like Quinn into like dangerous situations. Like Hardy will tag him when he thinks it's safe and he'll like start some shit. And then as soon as like he's about to get his come up and he'll just like throw Quinn in the ring. But like, no, you you deal with this now. And Quinn will just eat like a lot of hard moves, which is quite funny. Um. Yeah. Yeah, um, Hardy. It was, 
Yeah, it, I mean, it was just a sort of, sort of various back and forth. They, they do a nice little, um, Paige and Silver do some nice little double team bits and bobs. Like they do that thing mm. where so we hit something and then Silver hits a German and then bits and bobs. And yeah, it, it was it was fine. There's not an awful lot to talk about, really. It was it was just a, a standard dash tag match. Um, yeah, it was, it was more it was more about like the Harvey Hangman stuff. Yeah, it was more it was like Hardy trying to duck Hangman and he was trying he was trying to like, get his licks in, but like in a way that didn't put him in any danger, which was very clever. Hardy's playing that sort of shitty, you know, high behind my other people heel sort of character really well. Um, mm. obviously, match ends when Paige hits a buckshot lariat on Quinn for the win. And obviously, he sort of looks at Hardy after the pin. And he's like, "Yeah, I've got one for you on Sunday, mate. Don't you th- don't you worry about it." Yeah. Uh, so after the match, um, as Silver and um, Hangman Hogan and Pose, Hardy comes back in with the mic, nails them, it beats them down. Um, says that he's going to take everything he has. He said it was all a setup. The rest of the Dark Order run out to make the save. And then all of the heels from the Battle Royal, so like yeah, the Butcher and the Blade and everyone's around, start battering Chaos everyone. Project. Chaos Project. Oh, yeah, Chaos Project. Don't forget them. Um, now, the original Death Killer Luther is going to be on a pay-per-view this, this weekend. Well, you see runs. He doesn't really run, does he? Oh, but he's going to be on a pay-per-view. Yeah, it's fine. You'll, you'll, you won't even see him. Just, just, just take your glasses off. Pretend he's the blade. It's fine. He'll, he'll try and get in the ring and just fall off. <laughs> um, so then some faces come out as well. So you end up with all of the tag team uh, battle royale guys in the ring, and then um, Pack and Phoenix music hit, kicks in, and they run out and just start killing everybody. Like they just go through be like I, a buzzer. I love the fact that Negative One was stood on like Cody's steps. Yeah, just yeah. like shouting at everyone. Like he kept shouting at at him, Matt Hardy. And as, yeah, as, as, as this is happening, he didn't like, pull out some papers and throw them at Mahardi. Mahardi's just like noping out. He's just like sort of backing away quietly on up the ramp to try and like, get out of the out of the business. And yeah, negative ones giving yeah. him shit as uh, as he just does a legger into the back basically. And that's it. That's the end hey. of the show. E- Evil Uno beating people up in this fine custom made suit. Yeah. So I've looked. There's 14 teams in this battle, this Royal Rumble style match, with one to be announced. So I assume that would be number 15 in the, the order. It'll be the Go Brothers, but I want it to be the North. I mean, it could be, but they wouldn't let Josh Alexander team up with you for Paige after just going. Especially with Impact trying to write them up, like, right in yeah. a stupid thought. Yeah. But there's still one announced, but what if it's the machine won't. guns, guys? What if it's the machine guns? I mean, it could be. I mean, I'll take Alex, Alex Shelley's not doing anything until he's vaccinated. I'd say, fail on that, I'll take um, Chris Saban and James Stone if I have to. I, I reckon it's going to be the Good Brothers. I um, mean, that makes the most sense, doesn't it? What if it's Finn Juice? Nah, they're back in Japan. Oh, they're back in Japan now. Damn it. They were, on, they were in Japan today. Uh, because Juice Robinson's changed his look again, so now he looks like Carlito. No, fair enough. For fuck's sake. Um, I've, um, Proud and Powerful have been announced for it. Yeah, yes. they're, there. Yeah, they're in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, You've got Bear I've Country. I've te- five and dimes. Ten and five. Who, I don't know who they are. Oh. Um, right. Yeah. No. 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 No, they're not. 
So it could be them. I mean, you've got Bear Country, you've got two teams for a dark border, Reynolds and Silver, and then Uno and Stu Grayson. Inner Circle, Butcher and the Blade, Private Party, Top Flight, Death Triangle, Varsity Blondes, The Sido Brothers, SEU, Natural Nightmares, Chaos Project, and Gun Club. But not really... You've no, got Colton. Austin, Austin and Colton. Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to make it because, you know, Shaq murdered them. <laughs> uh, it's also worth um, noting. Well, well, so the things we have to like, the things we don't know yet, uh, we don't know who the mystery signing is, the big one. We don't know who yep. the sixth man in the ladder match is. Although that could be, uh, we thought that apparently that is also someone who is not currently signed with the company. I'll tell, I'll tell you for free now, it's going to be the Ethan Page or Zicky Dice. Yeah. What about it? It's going to be one of those two. What about Speedball? He's, he just had his banner, didn't he? Who? Mike Bailey. Speedball. Oh, I, I love Speedball. Mike Bailey. He's just Speedball's. He was, he was no, banned. no, no. Speedball's ban is lifted on the 23rd of March. All right. Okay. So it might be a little. Unless, unless, Tony's, unless, unless Tony's had a word with someone. It's, uh, banned for what? What did he do? He tried he to got work. got banned from the US. He tried to work, work on a visa. Oh, right, okay. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't something, that, work, so. something that loads of indie wrestlers do, but he actually got caught, so... Yeah. Right, okay. Even Luna used to do it until Bailey got caught and then he stopped. Right, okay. Chris, Chris Hero was on um, on one of those uh, fucking custom shows. Oh, like Border Control. Like, yeah, Border Control Australia. Australia are fucking strict. They're like, check your luggage. Getting caught like, doing it. Yeah. If I remember rightly. I saw one where they checked some guys' luggage and you had like chef's knives and they're like, yeah, mate, you come to work, get out. So you can't. Yeah. Um, so we don't know who that is. We don't know who the big signing is. We don't know who the fifth, the last team in the um, tag team battle royal is. And the last there was team also... in the battle royal is probably going to be FTR. Thinking about it. It could be, yeah, it could be FTR. It could be the Good Brothers. It could be Jurassic Express. Could be someone. It makes sense if it was FTR. I don't. I I don't think it'll be someone new. Based on like, if the bladder match is someone new and the new signing is someone new, obviously, I don't think there'll be another another new thing. Uh, And also, there was talk um, on the Twitter sphere. Or Britt Baker's been tweeting about how Rebel might be injured. I don't know how kayfabe that is. And if she is, then she'll be like, she should be allowed to pick her part. On on commentary, uh, Shivani was talking about that as well. Yeah. Saying Britt believes she should pick a partner. Um, do you she, reckon, who do you reckon she'll pick? If she picks a partner, I reckon it'll be Abaddon. I reckon she makes a deal with the devil. Uh, I reckon it would just be one of the Japanese. Uh, all the one of the Japanese lot that are still. Are they all over in Japan? No, the noise over is real. Yeah, the only ah, well, as far yeah. as we know, the only flew real. Or it could However, be. Or it could be. However, I think. It'll either be um, Abaddon Cody or it'll be Maddie Rinkowski because I think she turned heel, didn't she? And what if she turns heel and was the whole like uh, heel th- already? Um, no, she she turned like prop. She, she, t- she, she turned AEW heel, and she'd do the whole like Thunder Rosa. You went there for me as a trainer when I was getting my ass beat. So fuck you, um, Britt Baker is um, my friend now. The the other thing which Britt Baker has been teasing on Twitter and so was Cody is it could be Maki Izo. Oh, okay. Oh, I hope so. I really hope so. She is the cutest in the world. So yeah, she is the cutest in the world. Aye, right. Aye, the pissing shit. 
on um, on that note, let's uh, bring this to uh, an end. Um, we're not. I think I was going to go over predictions tonight, but I think we've probably gone a little too long. So we'll stick our predictions. Yeah, we'll on do the, predict. We'll do predictions on live stream. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a, a pre a pre show live stream. Um, that, we'll stick I won't, on there. that I won't be in. <laughs> Why not? I'm working Monday. I've got no holidays left. Yeah, you can do the live. Yeah. You can do the pre show, can't you? Do you get predictions in? Well, right, that's the point, I. Yeah. Um, right, so speaking of this show, uh, what were your ups and downs of the show, Aaron? Hey, my... Uh, I don't know why I've done that funny. I apologize. Oh, sorry, highs and lows. We have to be legally distinct from Sam Miller, so what are your highs and lows? Yeah, so, sorry. Uh, my high... I think Shaq and... Uh, Jade versus Velvet and Cody. I really enjoyed it. That'll be okay. my high. Uh, and my low will be. It was a good card. Did anything actually bad happen? I think the main event was a bit lackluster. Yeah. It done its job, but it was a bit lackluster compared to the rest. So. Okay. Jay, highs and lows, please, mate. Um. My high was probably um, FTR and Tully versus Jurassic Express. Really enjoyed that match. Um, it made everyone involved look really good. Uh, and my low, I'd probably say the inner circle thing, just because it's not, it's nothing we haven't seen before. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, for my high, I will take the women's final match. Uh, as someone, obviously, I've enjoyed the entire uh, women's and men's tournament on both sides. It really opened my eyes to a lot of different types of wrestling that I wasn't quite used to, and it really expanded my wrestling horizons. And this was a great way to sort of tie it all together, I thought. Um, it really did a great job of meshing the sort of the Joshi style with the, the sort of women, American style. I felt it, it did a really good job of, of sort of culminating everything, capping it all off. And I'm super hyped for the uh, title match on Sunday. Uh, low points. I mean, I'll probably say ten versus Max Caster, just because ten did go over, and I really wanted him in that ladder match. So it's more of a it's more of an emotional low than a than a, than yeah. a wrestling low, if, if that makes sense. Because I thought, like Aaron yeah. said, I thought everything on this card was was decent or better. To be fair. I, I almost I almost went for that. Um, only be, only because ten didn't go over. If ten had won, it'd have been fine. Yeah. Um. I guess one. Yeah, push, only... push push ten, you bastards. Yeah. The the only thing. The only reason I had more of an issue with the inner circle thing was because proud and powerful once again, not looking proud or powerful. Yeah, they're just hold, literally holding the mic for uh, for MGF, and it was literally the same fucking segment as the um as the one they did the other week where MGF was trying to, or sorry, the other month where MGF was trying to convince Jericho to let him in the inner circle. It was almost identical. Yeah, that's a fair point. All right, so that's going to do it for the Go Home Show for Revolution. Um, hope you all enjoyed, or if you're listening. Um, do make sure, if you want some more Revolution content, especially our predictions, check out our live stream, which is going to be starting about, about I'd say, we say about an hour before the show, probably between an hour and a half an hour before the show, we'll be having that up. That'll be live on Facebook and Twitch. So please do make sure you um, check out that if you want to hear our predictions, if you want to hear us just, BS and through the pay-per-view basically and we're going to react to whatever happens there's going to be some big surprises we know that so you're going to want to hear what we think maybe when um, when someone debuts because we know someone's debuting so join us and we can all find out who it is together uh, Jay if they don't well they can't wait till Sunday and they need to tell us what they think right now how can they do that on the social medias 
Facebook and YouTube are Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Just search for them. Give them a like and subscribe if you will. Um, and Twitter, Twitch, and Discord, Untitled Rest Pod. Um, Discord will uh, we've only just started that server up, but we talk about all kinds, not just wrestling, uh, video games, other nonsense. You can join us for our Saturday open gaming session, uh, which we stream on our Twitch. Also on Twitch, Aaron's playing some Sonic Adventure. Um, when are you doing that next, mate? Uh, Monday, maybe Monday. Sunday night. Maybe Sunday night. I do a little, little lead-in to the, uh, oh, to the live stream. Pre-show, pre-show. <laughs> um, uh, I'm playing Resident Evil 5 with Troy at the moment, which is interesting. Yeah, um, I, need to get it, I, need to, I need to get it with my trauma and watch you guys play that because, fuck me, that game upset me in many ways. Yeah, me, me and uh, me and Troy have mainly been laughing at the voice acting because um, yeah. it's dreadful. And um, also, I do a lot of Halo stuff. I think I'm probably going to end up doing some Master Chief Collection with you, Big Tasty, and you are, and if you want to join. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe if you dust off the old Xbox One, the three of us could do a campaign together. Oof, that'd be a or, thing, wouldn't it? A couple of campaigns because there's six of them in total on um on the Xbox One game. Um, but yeah, do, please do follow us on that. We're very very close to affiliate. I can yes, taste it. Um, then we can be cool like all the Twitter, all, all the millennial streamers. We can be we can show them a thing or two. Can't we? Yeah, then you can send us all the bits. I, I believe that's what they what they use on on this. Can't wait. I've already got a piggy bank for them sat next to me, and I'm gonna put one on there. Yeah, it's be great. <laughs> um. Yeah, obviously, um, on Twitter we post about a lot of like new episodes and other nonsense. Uh, Aaron also put a daily fact up, but he hasn't been doing that much recently. So uh, he's been slack. Oh, boys, boys! It's upsetting me. <laughs> I, I, I'm not disappointed. I'm angry. Um, uh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of Aaron, um, Aaron, I hear sales of beard products popping off. Uh, if I wanted to get some. Untitled Wrestling Podcast affiliated beer products. Where would I go? Uh, well, if you go to thatchface.com, you have a nosy of what you want. There's beard grooming full kits or just separate combs or oils. You can even get like merch from them, like t shirts and hats. Hats, yeah, and beanies, flip flops. Yep, yeah, there you go. You add it to the basket, you Put in all your details. You go to the promo code. You type in Troy XL eighty five. You get twenty percent off your order. And that's Troy XL eighty five. Could you? Uh, he's not speak Scottish. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, we are a percentage of proceeds go to us, but more importantly, go to charity, specifically testicular cancer charities. There you go, specifically testicular guy. Those words. <laughs> uh, and I'd like to just round it all up by saying if you do require any wrestling-themed beers, um, please do head over to topperbrewing.com. We have a full online store where you can find a full range of delicious beers delivered directly to your door. Jay's drinking one right now. He's throughout this podcast. Um, he paid me, not the other way around. It's great. Um, um, we are doing something special for WrestleMania, so keep an eye on the socials. We're going to have uh, some sort of WrestleMania like special pack to get you through. It's, it's a bit a lot of wrestling that weekend. You, you need some beer to get through it. If you if you if you like the beer, you know, please drink responsibly. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out on the socials for all our WrestleMania information. We're going to have new beers releasing in the run up as well. 
yeah, keep that in your mind. And that's going to round us up then, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, it's been another long one, this one. Hopefully, um, well, it's not, it's not going to get shorter when next week when we talk about Revolution and we t- talk about the Dynamite following Revolution. Hopefully, we'll have some very exciting news to discuss and dissect. Hopefully, it's a great paper on Sunday. I've got a feeling it will be. Um, and yeah, thank you very much, guys. And goodbye. Bye. Uh... Why does Big Show lose his way so frequently? Because he keeps turning. <laughs> you must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.